Fake news. Mr. President. Fake news. Fake news. Mr. President. I just want to have one thing to say. Mr. President, I'm trying to get a word edgewise here. Mr. President, it's not. Mr. President, it's not fake news just because you don't like it. A few days ago, fake news called. Enough! Each and every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network brings you the real news with the poor of poor, with the late breaking news that really matters. The following podcast is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Star-Lord, man. Legendary Outlaw. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's episode 196. I am your host, Nate, and today joining me is a very special guest. You guys know him from the Kids for Sale podcast every other Friday on the Journey into Comics network. Welcome for the first time on Journey into Comics, Chris Plant. How's it going? Uh, It's great. Thank you for having me today. Dude, it's kind of like one of those things we've always wanted to nerd down and do a podcast like this. Oh, absolutely. And I know we've been talking about it for a while. <laughs> for a long time. And uh, it's funny because the way things line up, it was like timing was perfect for you to do Voice of Survival. Mm-hmm. And then like we were kind of, we separate went our separate ways for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we collide again with the T-ball thing going yeah. on, <laughs> yeah. which kind of leads into like right at the round the time that like, all hell broke loose on the network. So it was like, okay, you're a great podcaster. You know what you're doing. Let's just go. And you guys have been killing it on Kids for Sale. Well, thank you. Thank you. I we've, think, we've been excited to do the show. Like I, I've, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while anyway, so this just kind of worked out. So um, uh, thank you for welcoming us to the network. Dude, It's it's been great having you guys so far. <clears throat> Obviously, the people enjoy it. I don't typically like try to numbers brag or anything, and I won't necessarily get into specifics. But you guys are doing, like, your first episode went to the top of our episodes and right that's, away. That's awesome to hear. It's <laughs> surprising, but it's awesome nonetheless. <laughs> it's funny because the network's growing up. Like, we went from butt stuff and literature to, like, <laughs> kids for sale and adulting ain't easy. And it's like, I kind of like that evolution. Um, how has it been for you kind of, like, actually helming a podcast now and, like, having a little bit of a drive? It's uh, It's been fun. It's been exciting. Like, I... I uh, it's something I've been wanting to do. I, I I bought all this podcasting equipment like four or five years ago, and I started a, a podcast briefly, uh, a Disney's theme podcast with my sisters, and that only went about six or seven episodes. And then ever since then, this equipment's just been collecting dust, and I've been looking for another reason to do it. And then you you contacted me, and I was like, hell yeah, this is about time. Yeah, it's weird because we were like, I was like, just come up with any pilot. Like I don't care what your show is, whatever idea, it doesn't matter. And then I was just like, you know, honestly, it could be, it, it could be cool. I don't know. Oh, shit. As I, I, I'm still getting used to this pop filter because <laughs> Dick from Podcastrophy is like, bro, if you're going to have the, like, filter off the mic itself, mm-hmm. you need an additional pop filter because your peas are really killing me. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> anyway, so, um, you know, uh, I was like, you're a parent. You mm-hmm. have that perspective. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a, a way to that's a that's a place to come from. Well, it's it's been 
easy to talk about so far. It's, it just flows, so which is what you want from a podcast, really. You can tell. It almost seems like sometimes you guys are like, okay, we're at an hour. We need to just cut this off, but we really could go for another hour. Yeah, I, I've actually talked to her. I said the next time something like that happens, we'll cut the episode at an hour, and then we'll just roll into the next one. We'll start another episode, and we'll just keep a backlog and drop them when we can. That's kind of like how Brews with Dudes does it, because there's not anything that um, – time stamps them you know it's not yeah. like current events right. or media or whatever so they can just go okay well we're covering this brew and it was from a month ago which is sometimes funny because they like we had like in the early middle of may an episode of theirs drop that was a 420 special yeah they did like during 420 <laughs> so it was like okay it's a little late but doesn't yeah. matter it's cool <laughs> so um we're here to talk comics today man okay and there's like we could go to all different places but I'm actually interested, of all the things comic book related, I don't really know your, like, comic book history. Uh, okay, well, uh, I guess my history with comic books started where most start just as a kid, you know, going to the comic book shop and seeing all the cool art and everything. And, and whenever my mom would buy me anything, I would just pick out the coolest looking comic and read it. And I'd say nine times out of 10, I was a Marvel guy. Awesome. Um, Same. Just, and, and still to this day, I, I just kind of, I prefer the Marvel characters. I prefer the Marvel universe. It just seems more, I don't, I don't know. At it, home? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Kinda. yeah. Yeah, it's, it just kind of speaks to me, I guess. But, you know, surprisingly, more than the comic books themselves, though, I was a big collector of the comic book cards, which I don't even know if they make anymore. Oh, it, my God, I don't know if that's dude. a thing, but I, I had a huge collection of comic book cards. And so, like, that was that was where I got most of my comic book news was I'd get a new pack of cards and I'd read the back, like, and they would give you, like, the little synopsis of, oh, this is what's been happening in his world lately. Or and, this is the backstory of this new right. character. Oh, yeah. And, and the, yeah. I loved those. That's that's where I got a lot of my a lot of my comic I book I feel like you had, like, the 93 X-Men set, didn't you? I probably did. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's one of the most legendary they've, comic they've been, sets. They've been for gone for so long. Like, I, I, I wish I knew what I had. Well, next time we do a podcast, I'm going to bring out my collection oh, of comic cards you have no idea how excited i would be to see that <laughs> i have we, there's a lot there really is um and then the last like set of comic cards i collected um interestingly enough was in 2012 when the avengers movie came out okay they did movie cards right and i went ham i was buying pack after pack after pack i got a costume card a solo costume card from each character of the avengers oh nice i have uh they did 84 cards like this. There are only 84 of them that exist. For one of each panel of an original Avengers, they cut an original Avengers and made these cards. Oh, wow. So I have, like, one page. It's Thor's hammer smacking, I think, Hulk in the face, <coughs> um, which is perfect. Yeah, right. You know, it's like card 21 <laughs> of 84, but they literally just took a number one that they still had and mm -hmm. cut it and created these cards. And wow. And I, and I ended up getting one. But that was the last set I like hardcore collected. But yeah, I, I didn't even know that existed. I, yeah, I thought, so they're definitely I thought still... comic book cards were gone for a while. No, I think they still do them. I think they're just harder to find. They're definitely a niche market now. Yeah. I'm sure you could probably go online and buy like boxes yeah. and boxes. And that could be a fun thing for you and Mark to do, actually. Yeah. Like get oh, absolutely. some comic cards and just like try to collect a set. Yeah. The old school way. Yeah, right. I know. One pack at a time. And he's he's so into that kind of stuff too. Like he he, he loves opening a pack of cards. He loves opening a, a, a new comic book and that makes you feel great. I right? know. As a parent. I know I'm, I'm doing something right. You're like, <laughs> yes. Or like when they when your kid references a superhero, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like we were watching Black Panther the other night and Ali goes, 
Wakanda forever. And I lost it. I was just oh, like, yeah. oh my saw, God, that's I, the greatest moment. <laughs> posted that on Facebook yeah, or something. Didn't was you? A, I was going to say, I remember reading that the other it's day. It's just like, it's it's crazy stuff like that. Did you just like see these kids take in the culture that we took in? Right. And you see how easy it is to grasp because right. they're grasping it very easily. So what are some of your favorite characters? Like top um, three from Marvel, let's oh, say. Top three from Marvel. It's it's hard to say. I go through phases, you know. Like, obviously, when when the Iron Man movie came out, I was just like, "Oh my God, Iron Man must he's like the coolest character that's ever been in the Marvel universe." And so I got all excited about Iron Man. But I don't know. I, I've I guess as a kid, I always I always liked obviously Wolverine. Wolverine's like the that's the go to for everybody, you know. Yeah, we'll talk about him later for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've always liked. Uh, Cyclops was always one of my favorites. Scott Summers. Yeah. Excellent. I, I, and, like, I, I had action figures and stuff of Cyclops. and that From was... the animated series era? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I was always into, let's see, Gambit was one of my favorites growing up. Fuck yes. First appearance is Uncanny X-Men 264, I have it, oh, somewhere. I was going to say, <laughs> of course you would know that off the top of your head. I'm pretty sure it's 264, or it's 266. <clears throat> It's definitely 266. But head. I just love, you know, I loved, and and the, funny you mentioned, like, the, the cartoon, that that uh, that X-Men cartoon growing up. It was up, fantastic. It, it, was, it was perfect. It's it was, on Hulu and still is stands it really? the test of time. Absolutely. Oh, I watch it all the time. It's great. I, I'm going to be watching it later today. I will be watching it later today. You should. Um but yeah, so those those were the characters that I really got hooked on was the ones on the show. So typically um, X-Men first. What about Spidey? Because he also had Spider-Man, the animated show. <clears throat> Spider-Man uh, was... I guess I didn't, I didn't get into him as much as a kid, but now as an adult, I've learned to appreciate him more, you know? Yeah. And, I, you know, knock some of the movies all you want. I've loved every single one of them, except for... Spider-Man 3. Yep. Spider-Man 3. Emo Maguire. Yes. Yeah. No, I agreed. I loved Andrew Garfield's run. Yeah, for sure. Like, they could have continued his universe, and I would have been satisfied. The death of Gwen Stacy was one of the most powerful movie moments. Right. Ever. Because they they got it right. Like, from the the web catching her to the snap in her head. Yeah, the little snap. Yep. Oh, it's just like crushing. And then Andrew Garfield just delivers with that emotion. Did you see him in Hacksaw Ridge? Have you no. ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. Real story based on World War II, I'm pretty sure. But it's okay. like this one dude, he was a medic. Andrew Garfield plays his medic. He literally got every platoon member who was injured and dying safe and on the helicopter. Like, really? risked his own life, got blown up and shit. Yeah. Super crazy. Uh, it was Mel Gibson's return movie he directed okay. and like... I think it should have won an Oscar. I don't think if it did. But anyways, I digress. Um, so back to you're kind of getting – you're growing up a little bit. Obviously, in 2000, we had the X-Men movie. Yep. Does that affect your, like, love for comics, too? You're like, oh, my God, like, yeah. next level. Because – so I fell off of comic books for a while. Like, like, I was into them as a kid, and then around middle school, high school, I just kind of – I stopped collecting. I stopped – you know, I got rid of my collection – and Got into music and girls. Yeah, exactly. Like like everybody. Okay, yeah. Um, but then the X Men movie came out, and I was like, "Well, maybe I should get back into this again." And I I, I didn't, and I still haven't. I, I'm I've been trying a lot more lately to get back into comic books, but like just the comic book movies of the last fifteen twenty years have really like gotten me excited about comic books again. Yeah, they've they've definitely <clears throat> upped the ante. I mean. 
the like cornerstone of the podcast that we're doing today is built on the fact that I loved talking about the movies of this yeah. universe, even though I love collecting the books. The one thing I can say about comic books is everything's with the times. Mm-hmm. Some stories are going to stand the test of time because they live outside of the rules of it being dated and having things that let you know that and it tells a bigger narrative. Um, but overall, man, comics are great for like looking back on the history and going, that was a cool moment. Oh, for sure. That was a cool sure. moment, you know. And not every character is lucky to have like cool moments, right? You know. And I think it's cool now. Marvel is getting so brave, and we can actually probably just if you if you're feeling it, segue into this. We both read a new Marvel comic mm-hmm. that they just relaunched, which was Thor number one. Right. What are your thoughts? I, well, it's the first Thor book I've ever picked up. Same. And I I really enjoyed it. I, it was it was a. I, it's it's a little confusing because you could tell a a lot has happened in that universe oh, yeah. that that I don't know of you know and but there's a lot of like striking similarities between well seemingly between that comic book world and the cinematic world so it it feels almost like if you watch the movies you can kind of understand some of the backstory but there's still a lot there that like there's, I have no idea there are definitely parts that are confusing like. Uh, I can't. I can never think of her name. Uh, Thor's mom. Uh, yeah, I, I just read it too. I, um, I just want to yell Renee Russo because that's who <laughs> right, played right. her. But uh, so Renee Russo and Anthony Hopkins aren't speaking in the comic universe, <laughs> right, you right. know. And so Odin and her aren't talking, and like Thor's got a golden arm, yeah, almost yeah. like Winter Soldiery. Yes. I don't know where he lost that. Um, we know Mjolnir is gone. Yes. Uh, Jane Foster ended up with it and became Lady Thor. Yes. I don't know what her journey was. I didn't right. read Right. I was going to say, it seems like, and, and it's even referenced in this, in this issue that, uh, the change from Jane back to a male Thor again mm-hmm. is, is very recent because, uh, I, I don't know how, how, do you do spoilers on here? Yeah, feel okay. free. I was gonna say, uh, is... it, very early into the issue, uh, there's a battle between Thor and Juggernaut, which is awesome. And and Juggernaut says something about, "I thought Thor was a woman," and and so th- obviously this change back is just just happened. Like even the universe is feeling the right. effect of it. Funny to mention that because uh, yeah, Kane Marco shows up as Juggernaut. Uh, he has the warlock's eye. He had like mm-hmm. stolen that relic because I guess I, I was did the, did Odin scatter all the relics? Is that what it's, Thor said? It sounds like I don't, I don't know if the way I read it, it seemed like when when uh, Asgard was destroyed, everything, everything kind of went. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so Juggernaut is now unstoppable with this thing. He's yeah. like he's billed as the absolute strongest, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's like a parading raining down of of hammers right <laughs> just like nidavellir was busy building fucking hammers you don't know about nidavellir huh uh i guess not because Is... you haven't watched infinity war oh, yet no i haven't oh, i have watched okay, Infin- okay okay i was gonna say I, I i couldn't remember how that was pronounced that's the that's I, where I heard E-tree's rocket from. raccoon say it a few times yeah. in the movie but i i could never catch what he was saying i've seen that movie like a ridiculous amount of times so that's that's point. like the the, the forge forge where the hammers well the all the weapons are made pretty much every major weapon that's like uh, mystical in the marvel galaxy goes through nidavellir okay and the giant dwarves uh like Eitri. so uh it's pretty it's pretty cool cuz like you said 
warm fuzzy blanket. They're doing a right. good job of making you feel like you already know all this stuff right. because you've been informed because you watch the movies. It's it's a smart play. And then mm-hmm. you look at it, like I was saying off air, you look back to it. Are, are these things that we're only noticing because we've seen the movies? Or right. are these things that because as a fan who has a rich culture in the comics, you can call back Ragnarok. You can call back Hela, even if you haven't seen Ragnarok. You know these characters from the past. For sure. But are we noticing them more because they're now they've been really highlighted well in the MCU? Right. Like, I mean, you saw you've seen all the MCU now officially? You're hundred percent caught up? Yes. Yes, I wow. am. That's yep. great news. Yeah. <laughs> like and we're only two weeks away from Ant Man and the Wasp. <sighs> I, and you know what? I loved the first Ant Man movie. Same. It was so good. Absolutely. I, I, at first, when they cast Paul Rudd, I was like, eh, I don't know about this, but man, he pulled it off. There was a lot of fan backlash, too. Like, how are you going to skip doing Hank Pym as Ant Man and go right. right to Scott Lang? That's so dumb. Right. And it's really weird because to actually kind of like double down on your concept of like, does the MCU affect the comics mm-hmm. in some ways? Yeah, it does. Because when the Ant-Man movie came out, they relaunched the Ant-Man comic. Okay. And that story was about Scott just becoming Ant-Man and, and just getting out of jail and he's going to see Cassie again. But okay. then they did it a little different because he let Cassie go to like the tiny world. Like he brought her down and they would play in her dollhouse, but they were little oh, in okay. her dollhouse. So it was right. like it was it was it was a cool, cute little story that they went with, but it it kind of lost its steam pretty quickly. Did it? Overall though, this Thor book, I mean, action packed. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot a lot happening. What what did we get after after he leaves? After he leaves the battle with Juggernaut where he gets the Warlock's Eye, which mm-hmm. is kind of another thing. He's trying to collect all the relics from Asgard and get everything right. back. Uh, do we go to the Jane Foster thing? Is that... Uh, so he's he's back in Asgard briefly, and he, he talks to Odin about enchanting more hammers for that's him. Right, that's right, that's um, and then, right. And then it's back to Jane Foster. Yeah, and Jane and him <clears throat> have a dialogue... Uh, Volstag is injured. He's one of the Warriors Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the All Mother, I guess we'll call her. Sure, Brene yeah. Russo yeah, yeah, yeah. again <laughs> uh, is having a conversation with Thor, and it's like you know, is it is it Freya? Is Freya, Freya, something, and yes. it starts with an F. I know, you I got it, Freya for sure. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so her and Thor have a conversation, and then he kind of dips again. Like yeah. he is all over the place. He's like going on another adventure now. Yep. He's going after the infinite the stone the gem of infinite suns. I th- yeah, I think that was what it was. Which he ends up finding is in Atlantis. In Atlantis and he has to kill a shark for it apparently. <laughs> Which is that was very weird and it's funny cuz he uh he uh when he gets to his boat after he's killed this shark uh, he just throws the gem. He doesn't even right. care that he has it's it. Just, there's like, just a pile of these things sitting in a boat. It's like, whatever. doesn't matter to me. It's just this thing. He has a dog. I didn't know yeah. that. That was weird. I, yeah, Thory. I didn't know that either. Thory. Yeah. That was... A wow. dog, and the dog can talk, and then there's also a, a goat. And the goat, I guess, can talk, but you don't understand it, but the dog understands it. So they have a dialogue between the dog and the goat. But... It's kind of Rocket and Groot of right. this exactly. universe. Exactly, exactly. But different I, I love it because it's a funny dynamic you know sure, sure and the way thory talks is like you know kind of a what would you call that like a dumbed down like butler like almost like quasimodo like repeats what he's saying as he's saying it yeah yeah uh, that makes sense 
it, very weird, but then like the 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 book shifts because you get all these like little moments. Mm-hmm. You're like moment, moment, moment. Oh, cool! Here's Thor doing this. Here's Namor. Mm-hmm. Here's Freya and and Odin and and everybody. Everybody's here and the whole party's here, but you're missing one important person. Yeah, which is Loki. You can't have a Thor book without Loki. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Journey into Mystery eighty three is the first appearance of Thor. Okay. Journey into Mystery 85 is the first appearance of Loki. So, I mean, literally there was only one issue that separates them oh, in, I did in not the know actual that. comic universe. Um, and, of course, you're telling the Thor story, so you're building a Thor and introduces brother about book three. That makes sense. I right. mean, it's perfect. Um, so Thor goes into his boat, which I love. He's kind of uh, right. kind of like that. That's, you know, it's like a Forrest Gump-looking boat. Bearded, drunken <laughs> sailor. I will say the first thing I thought when I saw that he was on a boat was, like, kind of Aquaman. Yeah. Like, really, you've got the beard kind of Aquaman and the boat kind of Aquaman. Like, DC's going to be pissed. Yeah. Um, But I don't care because it was great. So he throws the stone. He's doing his thing. And who is it sitting in the boat? This is bro. Loki. Loki is just, uh, he's trying to be calm, you know, and, like, show him, like, I'm not here threatening Look right. at me, I'm just easy peasy. But as we heard Thor say earlier in the book, if I see my brother again, yep. he's as good as dead. Yep. He is he not maybe Loki chopped his arm off or some shit. I know? that's what I'm I, I gotta back up and find out where this happened and, and what happened. Maybe we'll do some research. Yeah. Uh so they end up going getting into a tussle. Mm-hmm. And then I kinda love it because the goat and the dog have that dialogue that you're speaking of, right. which is Super funny comic relief because in the background, as they're having this funny dialogue, Thor is throwing Loki out of the boat through the window, and just launches him across the ocean, <laughs> and just starts going at him. And then again, another MCU similarity. I don't know if you noticed it. How did Thor do Loki? Held him up by his throat mm-hmm. and held him up there one handed. And I was like, Oh my god, is he gonna snap his neck? Like, in, if he kills him like Infinity War, I'll freak out. Of course, he doesn't. Yeah, because yeah. Loki's like, I'm here to help you. You want to stop the War of Wars? You want Malekith, which, okay, Dark Elves, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. calling back to your MCU, building, mm-hmm. knowing. And that's another thing, too. These are new writers. Maybe they were just, like, doing a mixture of knowing, hey, audiences are more informed now. Right. Maybe we can take a chance and use different names that we wouldn't typically go with into the backlog and make them more relevant, even. Right. Which is what you kind of want to do. So... We get back to the fight. They're battling. They're duking it out. Loki's like, I'm going to help. How are you going to help? He's like, you can't use the Bifrost because it's broken. Right. But I can teleport you because magic. And then they go on a, they go, they go, uh, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's very troublesome where they end up because they end up in, I, I'm going to have to look it up. Can you pronounce that word? I think it's Nif- Niflheim. Niflheim, I think you're right, right? Niflheim? I'm going to pull that up right now. Oh. Niflheim for the win. You got it. (laughs) Welcome to hell, Thor. Yep. And we get... uh, So is that supposed to be Scourge? It looks like it, It looks like Scourge, for sure. And, of course, that's Hela. Mm -hmm. And they're on this big something or other. It's like a a tank or something of some sort. I don't know what it is. Crazy spiked tires but that's the end of the book right yeah and as i was saying the cool thing that marvel's been doing is like these after credits things Mm -hmm. i had only heard of it recently i can't remember what the first book 
or books it was. I think it was actually happening during they like did like an Infinity Gems event or something. They were redistributing the Infinity Stones throughout the actual universe and giving okay. people the stones to protect and whatnot. And in doing that, they started releasing these after credits to build tension in the story. Okay. I loved how they did it on this. I also I I enjoyed it. Like it was almost a whole separate story within the same book, you know. But it <clears throat> it does a good job of propelling my brain to go, well now I need to keep reading. I, exactly. Exactly. Like, I gotta see where it goes now. Absolutely. I need to know. I'm I'm a little bit like taken aback <clears throat> by that because we get this cool thing, and, and of course, again, spoilers, if you haven't read the comics, you're going to be like, what the fuck? But I, th- I feel like what we're about to say, people are going to go, oh, I need to read that right. now. Like, <laughs> let me actually fucking check this out, because you're reading, and it takes you eons into the future. Yeah, yeah. And Thor is this, like, battered, oh, he looks like Odin. He looks like Odin. I yep. mean, full-blown, just time has got him, I mean... If his age in Infinity War is any indication, he's fifteen hundred years and he looks that good. Yeah, I mean he's got to live like thirty thousand oh, years yeah. or he's some shit. Got you the, know, the big white beard, the long white hair. Oh, he's also got a fully cybernetic arm on one side, like yeah. it's fully metalized. So obviously, he loses the rest of his arm, or maybe there's like a a piece that just yeah. like protects whatever. So he is going to Jane Foster, mm-hmm. who's still around. Now, see this. This is where I was a little confused. You got to you got to read a little bit into it. It seems as though, uh, well, I don't. I guess this Earth that he's in mm-hmm. is one of his own creation. It seems. Yeah. Because uh, like the universe is dying all around him. Correct, and he's going well. Instead of letting it die, I want to have. I want to try to. Right. Give life. So he's he's he either saves Earth or recreates Earth. I don't. It, it's kind of. With the help of Jane Foster, With, though. But then it, if you read more, too, it almost seems as though that Jane Foster is one of his creation. Yeah. Because he said something about, I created you with clay or something. I, I don't remember the exact words. He does. Words, he but, says, yeah, I created you with so uh, dirt it's and almost, clay. It's almost like he recreated Earth and decided to give the Earth to his Jane Foster to recreate humanity essentially is what that's what i read out of it yeah i mean it makes sense the only other thing that could be said is if jane foster that had the thor powers Mm -hmm. somehow propelled herself deep into the future and then gave up the thor power again but i i I don't know there are too many questions right now i know too many questions it leaves you on all kinds Um, of cliffhangers and that's not even that's not even the craziest cliffhanger this jane foster that was whether or not created by thor inevitably dies Yes. And she loses her battle, and Thor is like, well, um, what did he say, 257 years of time, or Some, 75 somewhere years? Somewhere around past. 250 years. Um, and, you know, he's burning her body in this, like, ritualistic thing, mm-hmm. and his granddaughter shows up, which could be, like, a great, 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 great granddaughter, who I, the fuck knows? Yeah. And Mjolnir shows back up. Yep. And you're just like, wait, what? Yep. Like we haven't seen that the whole issue and now in the future there's a lot of time there that you're not giving me man. Yeah. What's up? Uh obviously he's like smelling or feeling the essence of Mjolnir and he's like, "Oh, I know what I need to do. I need to go away. Mm-hmm. Like some shit's not good." And he that's when you were saying he comes to the realization 
the universe is already dead. Yeah. Like, it's already gone. Yeah, there's nothing out there. And we're, like, this last blip of life at the end. Well, the, that earth that he created is, like, the last blip of life at the end with the darkness literally caving in on them. Yep. And it's like, what have I done? I've essentially just created this world for myself to make myself feel better, but I'm going to lead these people down to, like, the worst path. Right. And he's like, man, if, if there's any way anybody could help or save me or anything, you know, I need something now. Right. I don't think I was expecting that. I also wasn't. Like, I told you, I was just like, if you can read to the end of this, it, you're going to be like, whoa, on that last panel. <laughs> it was, to me, completely out of left field, the last thing I expected to see when I flipped that last page. Well, because it's like, you're reading and you see the fire, and you're just like, mm -hmm. oh, there's something on fire. Mm -hmm. Cool, it's space. It could be a spaceship. It could be any number of things. And then all of a sudden, it's Wolverine with the Phoenix. <laughs> with the Phoenix. <laughs> what? And he's like, hey, bub, welcome to the end of time. Hope you brought some beer. <laughs> totally Wolverine moment. For Absolutely. Sure. 100%. It was, it was perfectly executed. And then it says continued in Thor 5. So they don't give you the payoff next issue. Thor right. 2, you're not going to learn why the fuck he's there. You might get a couple more panels of what's going on in that story right but they're not going to even start working on the resolve until five which is going to be starting another series of stories that's why i kind of like the after yeah. credits I, I was gonna say it was it was almost like within one book now i have two separate storylines that have to be wrapped up because it's there's the storyline with thor just running back into hella again and then thor running into wolverine at the end of time and it's like how did how are they going to resolve either of those now? Or bring them together at right, all? Right, right. I, I know. Resolved? They say they say in issue five for the, the Wolverine, like, how are they going to get all the way to there in five issues, you know? I, I don't know, unless, like, Thor banishes himself I don't, or, I don't know. or gets... I, it's weird, though, because it's going to be interesting seeing Hela, Loki, and Thor work together. Right. Of course, in the movie universe, that does not happen. Right. So in the comics, I don't think it's happened often, but in the modern era, to see that happen, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. Now, I have a question. When you're reading these books, because of the MCU, yet again, mm -hmm. the comparison, do you read some of the characters and, like, the voice from the movie or, like, of hear course. it? Like, that of way? Like, I'm definitely reading this as Hemsworth the <laughs> whole time. I, that's what I'm – I was trying to decide, is this – so this Thor is supposed to be the Thor. original, like, the, this is Chris Hemsworth in the movie universe. Son anyway. of Odin, yep. Okay. That's what I figured. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. That as I was reading it, but I, you know, whoever, you know. whosoever, can can hold the hammer. Which actually, but, that brings me to an interesting mm -hmm. question. In the movies, we saw this once. Vision picked up the hammer. Yes. Why didn't that almost immediately I, turn him to Thor? I, I wondered the same thing. I like, wondered the same thing, but I, I feel like they they're getting away from that. In the movie universe, a little bit, a little bit, and also you have to think that Thor's lightning technically is what helped power to create Vision. So maybe there's he is technically already part Thor right. in some way, which they don't bring that up in Infinity War. Right, it's all Banner and <laughs> Ultron and shit. Yeah, and Stark. Uh, okay, so we're gonna finish up on this book. I need to know what do you rate it out of uh, five? With, out of five? Yeah. Um. Well, I I really enjoyed it. I I'd, I'd give it a, a 
an easy four, maybe four and a half. It was, it was a good book, a good way to start into a new character that I've never read before. Yeah, and it was really weird, just jumping point. Like I said, right. I just happened to see, like, oh, Thor number one's out? Well, let's check it out. Right. Let's go for it. And you were super gracious. You're like, yes, I'll read it. Let's <laughs> oh, go. Like, let's get absolutely. Let's get down. Uh, I think I agree with you. It's definitely, like, a, I'm probably going to say a 4.25. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I don't want to oversell it early right, on right. for like another book to blow that out of the water and be like, well, we got to change the rating <laughs> system to six now. And and here's the only thing that's holding it back from being like an amazing book to me is just there's like I said, so much of the Thor universe that I don't know. So they they do make reference to stuff that I didn't understand, and I guess just not understanding everything was what kept it from being perfect to me they definitely packed a lot of content into this book a lot yeah and it's very wordy it I is i mean there's it a is. lot of word bubbles going on in this and you know i don't hate that i love it when it's a good story i don't buy a comic just to like go oh, pretty pictures right? <laughs> right. which the art was nice the art was uh, great. mike yeah. del mundo i think does the art and i wanted to tell you guys who wrote the book and i totally flubbed that up and forgot to pull it up <laughs> uh oh great we get to unscroll again but yeah, the art the art was like this. Uh, oh, we forgot Heimdall also made an appearance. Yeah, briefly. Heimdall was briefly in it. I think a page or two. Oh, written but, by Jason Aaron. We're double first names. Yeah, <laughs> can't ever trust somebody with two first names. I I loved the art because it's got it's got a cool texture to it. It's got almost like that classic like '90s comic book feel to it, but yes. with a little more a little more. Uh, I almost I would almost say cell shading like it, it's it's I don't know it's it's beautiful it's it's a beautiful looking book do you know what the art reminds me of Johnny Quest Johnny Quest like that kind of Hanna-Barbera cartoon like not in a bad way I don't want yeah. I don't want to no, say no, it's no. like overly I, I, cartoony but it just has that like uh grainy feature to yeah. it I think is what I want to say yeah uh, but yeah, overall, man, I, the art of this book was great. There's a lot of really beautiful moments. Also, we forgot to mention that he gets the gold hammer. Um, I don't really know if it served much of a purpose other than being gold. Right. <laughs> so that's about all we can say about that. But overall, yeah, I like that book quite a bit. Um, I do have another comic to talk about. I'm going to kind of okay. sell you on a book. Okay. So I'm ready. <laughs> you're going to have an opportunity to read this book. Um, but it's called The Weatherman. Okay. It just came out from Image Comics. It's also a number one. It's set in 2770. Okay. On a terraformed Mars. There's this dude. His name's Nathan. He's a weatherman. He's kind of a don't give a fuck guy, but for some reason everybody's drawn to him. He's okay. that, you know, super slacker, last minute, shows up late, but still can just deliver the perfect performance on everything he does. Okay. But he's the weatherman. Everybody loves him, you know. And life is good, and he's got this date and this girl, and she likes him a lot, and they've been friends for a while, and everything's cool. He's got this dog. The dog's great. Life is normal. Boom. Drama happens. Okay. Everybody is talking about this event that's happened seven years ago where a massive terrorist attack took out all of Earth, and it was Earth or Mars, and Earth sacrifices itself for the people on Mars. Okay. okay? So... Nathan's just like, man, you know, he's trying to make light of a thing and makes a joke, and this girl has grief from losing right. someone in that. And he's right. like, I lost everyone too, you know? And uh, he's like, if only we could just catch the guy that did it. Boom, slam into, guess what? He's accused of being the guy that did it. 
Whoa. The murder of 18 billion people lies on this guy's shoulders, and he has no idea what's going on. And that's how the book ends. Like, it, it, I'm not even. That's literally the description of the book, and also how that first book ends. Like it, it. But you still have to read it to like get the substance of like what happens because you're just like what. No. And there's like a John Wick type moment I'm not going to really tell you about. Okay. That's shocking. As a comic book reader, I was like, wow, I can't believe they put that in a comic book. Like, that's pushing oh, no. pushing boundaries a little bit. Yeah, definitely. If it's uh, too shocking for a comic book, I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know it. if it's too shocking. <laughs> Just on the, on the borderline. It's like, on the borderline. Have you ever read Crossed? Or do you know about Crossed? No. Okay. Cross is a fucked up book. A long time ago, we reviewed issue zero. I think that was like pre-issue or pre-episode 100 of our show. Um, but it's like uh, people essentially go crazy if they get this disease, and it makes the worst of you come out. So whatever, okay. like the absolute purest worst form of Chris that exists, you know, like imagine the darkest avenues, right? Okay, becomes you full blown, and if someone else gets you. You're full blown going crazy too, the same way, right? Okay. So that book starts off, and you think, oh, it's it's just like going to be like an interesting, don't get the disease type thing, you know? And this guy's like, I figured it out. They can't cross salt, so he puts his family in a salt circle. These things just fucking take his family and start raping him, like full blown raping the dude. Whoa! <laughs> I know, right? Like, not what you're expecting in a comic book. I was genuinely shocked. I was like, what the fuck are we reading? <laughs> like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in a comic book, yeah. too. Like, I thought these were supposed to be about superheroes, you know? Like, <laughs> what has Walking Dead done to society now? Everybody's oh, craving that, like, gripped in some reality. Ugh. Yeah. I can't unsee those images. I'll never make you read that. Don't worry. Uh... I might be interested in reading it. <laughs> just to get <laughs> just, just to see just like to how see fucked it. up it is. I vibe that. I totally vibe that. We've got some other news to cover. I've been kind of like pulling up a bunch of different articles. I don't know. Where did you want to start? Do you have anything off the top of your head? I, I'll roll wherever you want to roll. Okay. I think that it's important to discuss the Stanley stuff. The I've been Stanley kinda... stuff. That's been a crazy story for a few weeks now. Months. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you take this story back to the genesis of what really had been going on late last year, he's showing up at signings, doesn't know how to write his name. People right. are yelling at him in front of fans. S T A N L E. You know how to spell your name. Yeah. Don't give me that. He's ninety five. Yeah. No kidding. And it's like literally abuse. People are filming it. Put it online. Nothing is done. Well, he's hard of hearing. Maybe they were just yelling loud because he's hard of hearing. Right. That's the excuse. And then his personal Twitter starts getting strange, and then all these yeah. weird videos start coming out. I don't know how many of the videos you've seen. I, I've I've seen very little but of it. But they're like I've, I've basically my Stanley news so far has just been like when someone posts something on Facebook, I'll I'll be able to read like you know while I'm at work or something, I'll scan totally. through and I'll, I'll see like a headline and I'll click it and read a couple sentences, and that's about as far as I got until you sent me a couple articles uh, last night. I, I read through those just to see like the most recent updates on it. Yeah, and that's where we're kind of getting to. Yeah. So like in February, and this is the last pit stop leading into where we are now, it's important to mention this. Back in February, uh, it was announced that someone, they wouldn't say who, had mm-hmm. stolen some of Stanley's blood forced him to give blood, Mm -hmm. and then forced him to use that blood to sign comics. Two of those comics show up in Vegas. 
signed by Stanley Black Panther number one right around the time of the release of the movie. Right. Uh, one signed in gold, which was worth five hundred dollars. One signed in silver, which was worth two fifty. Okay. okay. Uh, <clears throat> somebody immediately realizes this is weird because it's got like a blood certificate of authenticity and stuff. Like it's really bizarre. Yeah, that's crazy. The shop pulls them immediately because they didn't even realize what they had. Like they they didn't think anything of it. People have weird shit in blood. Right. I think and, like, Kiss did that exactly like, a couple decades ago. They signed some comics no, or they, they made did. they had comic books made in their blood with, with the, their blood they like, just put one vial of person right, which is like in a, the ink barely a drop is going to actually get into the comic by the time it's diluted so that thing happens and then it's like shit really hits the fan and people are like like kevin smith are like you stanley if you want come live with me buddy i'll take care of you you're you're too special to like have stupid shit happening to right. you and then, like, the last thing, and I covered this last week, was that, or I think I covered it last week or two weeks ago, that there was these burglars that showed up at Stanley's place. I, I remember hearing that on your episode a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, it just seemed a little bit strange. Like, people are just showing up at his house. Like, he doesn't have security? Mm-hmm. What? It doesn't make sense. So then, just two days ago, I'm scrolling, and I see that his business partner, uh, Kea Morgan, Kia Morgan, mm-hmm. K-E-Y-A Morgan, um, has been arrested for falsifying police reports. Right. <laughs> so he was claiming that shit was going on. There was nobody there. I don't know if you know this, but they sent, like, helicopters and SWAT and shit to I Stan Lee's house. I did not know that, but... To try to make sure he was okay because he's a fucking national treasure. Right, right. <laughs> so if people are trying to kill Stan Lee, they literally will send the army to right. fucking save him, right? So that did not happen. There was nobody there to attack him. Wow. It was all bullshit. Just fabricated. And his business manager got arrested. Put in jail. $20,000 bond, which, of course, he easily probably paid. Uh, but then his Stanley's former lawyer was given custody of Stanley, essentially. Yeah. No one else can really care for him. And his business manager is obviously fucking him up. Right. So this former lawyer got set up by the judge as guardian ad litem ad litem thank you i i, I was gonna say ad libum but it's ad litem you're yep. right um so now stan's possibly going to be in a better situation the first thing to note is he was moved out of his home in beverly hills into a condo like right after his wife died which is mm-hmm. when all this weird shit started going on mm-hmm. and then now after this he's been moved back to his home in beverly hills so hopefully he's going to be on the mend and stuff um, hopefully he regains like control of his Twitter and has somebody like actually right. kind of let people know what's really been going on because this is a pretty fucked up situation yeah, I, we have here. It's all this all this stuff has just got me wondering like what what is the real story in all of this? You know what? Oh, I want a documentary. It's I know, fucked up. Because I know. It's like there is something so criminal happening behind the scenes of Stanley's empire mm-hmm. that he doesn't know, and someone has been. I mean, did the, his former business manager. Uh, $800,000 condo bought in Stanley's name free and clear. Yeah. But no one can stop that from happening because he had right. control of Stan Lee. So he can tell him, you're going to write me a check for $800,000. Do right. it. Right. Absolutely. I need it for this. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's straight up abuse. It's going to, that guy's definitely going to probably go to prison for the rest of his days once this actually goes to court. I just, Stan's already in a really fragile state. So you wonder 
what's to come of this? Like, right. What's the backlash of this? Is is, is he going to make it through all of this? Exactly. One of the Can, worries, will you know? he be able to even have any say in what happened to right. him? Because he's the only account of what really went on. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it is true. You know, they say he's been suffering from memory loss. That's a real thing. Okay. Was he really suffering from memory loss or has that been something that's been fed to him? So he represses memories so that he doesn't so, say what's really been going on. Right. It's fucked up. Right. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It terrifies me because it's like, and I, I think I said this when I was last speaking about this, real world supervillains mm-hmm. at play right now mm-hmm. against the all-powerful Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. It would be so crazy. I, I, my brain goes to the weirdest place. <laughs> so I'm like, man, what if this K.O. Morgan dude was hired by the Kirby estate to fucking take Stan Lee down? Because Jack Kirby and Stan Lee never resolved their beef. Yeah. I mean, Jack Kirby died still hating Stan Lee because I don't know if you know about that, but Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were working on Amazing Spider-Man together. Yeah. They were going to discuss who the Green Goblin was going to be. Okay. Stan says it needs to be somebody that already exists. It needs to be someone in the universe that Pete knows. So people go, oh, he was so it's a shocking moment. It's a shocking yeah. moment. Yeah. Kirby was like, no, it needs to be a new guy. We need to come up with a new character, give him a new backstory. It's all new, new, new. So Stanley said, no, I'm holding my ground. We're going to continue it the way I said. Norman Osborn will be the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Revealed. So he debuted in 14, never revealed as Green Goblin until 40. Mm-hmm. Okay, Amazing Spider-Man 40. And 39 is the last issue with Jack Kirby. 40 is the first issue without him where the reveal happens. Okay. And that was essentially the start of a bigger rift. And then it comes out that there's like allegations that some of Jack Kirby's creations were not credited to him, were instead credited to Stan Lee and vice uh. versa. And it's like, so there's always been kind of tension. So my brain goes to that dark place and goes, right. what if the fucking Kirby estate's like, we're going to get that Stan Lee motherfucker and take him for all he's worth and we'll find a way to do it. Like that would be the ultimate you that, want like you know the backstory of what could happen oh yeah 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 that'd be the crazy one for you that would be the green goblin versus peter parker absolutely full-blown <laughs> right in, in real life it playing would, out in real life it almost could be more kind of like the it would be a role reversal but almost like a doc ock peter parker because yep. uh in amazing spider-man 700 which was uh 2014 going into 2015 Peter Parker's mind gets taken from his body and put... And it's in Doc Ock. In Doc Ock. And Doc Ock's mind goes into Parker, creating superior Spider-Man. So kind of reversing that in the real life that Stan's dying, but there's some younger guy that's uh, the heir of Jack Kirby that's like, I fucking hate you, Stan Lee. (laughs) Every time the Marvel movies does good, he's just like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to fuck him up. What do you think about the DC movies? I've, I've only seen... Let's see, where did I leave off? Uh, I saw Batman vs Superman. Crap. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I didn't. But <laughs> look, Affleck is Batman. Good. Great. M- I... Momoa is a little bit of Aquaman. I'm into it. Uh, and he, you know, only makes like a little brief like appearance. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Great. Great. Um, Henry Cavill, your Superman sucks, and I can't get past it. Yeah. I don't like his Superman at all. I... I so I didn't. I, what was his Superman movie like? Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for that because it was two hours of 
the Kryptonians throwing each other through buildings. Yeah. There was a lot of that happening. Yes, and there it, was. It, it was not much substance to it. I, I liked all the flashback scenes in that movie. Yeah. Uh, bringing you up to that moment, but but just the, the action scenes, it was just too much for me. And it's very, very lighty, flashy with the lasers yeah. constantly. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Wheel, wheel, wheel. yeah. It was your uh, brain. It was... Uh, a small step away from being a Michael Bay movie oh with God. just explosions and, and no substance, you know. I vibe that. But then, uh, so you mean a Zack Snyder flick? Yeah, which yeah. is exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Um, um, and then let's see. Like I said, a Batman Superman. I was I was hanging in there for it. I wanted to like it, but man, that whole why did you say that name? Ugh. Oh, the Martha moment. Ugh, it's the corniest shit. Oh, we suddenly don't hate each other because you said the name Martha, like. Come on. Slight spoiler alert for Deadpool. It's not really a spoiler. It's just a line of dialogue. Yeah. He gets back late to the house. You saw the first Deadpool. I did. So Vanessa and him are still together. He gets back late for their anniversary, which is where the movie picks up. And he's like, sorry, I was fighting a guy. And and he said, my mom's name was Martha. And it was like crazy because his mom's name was Martha. And we like bonded, you know. (laughs) And it's funny because like he, he literally just straight up references it. Like I was dealing with a guy whose mom's name was Martha, you know, like. Yeah no bullshit let's just call it out and then of course later in the movie he does say you're really dark are you sure you should belong in like the dc universe <laughs> I, I heard that line somebody but, told me because that, that was in the trailer too oh, they okay, definitely okay. put that one in the trailer that's definitely like a get your attention right like, wow right. they actually straight up called out to it but um no the dc universe is broken yeah uh, I, I did enjoy wonder woman yes wonder woman was a pretty good movie but do you know why you enjoyed it because it than- was it was female captain america but other than that, though, I agree with you. I agree with you. It definitely is female Captain America, World War war movie setting, nothing to do with the modern setting. Right. They didn't right. give you any, you know, whatever. Um, but that's the thing that made you love it is because they kept it away from what is currently happening. It was so far in the right. past right. that you could not – you could actually look at Wonder Woman and technically if they were smart, they could relaunch their whole universe on that movie. Yeah. Her, she's the first hero. Make right. her the first fucking hero. And bridge out. And actually, funny because the screenwriters of Infinity War were on Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast last night, I think, or two nights ago. They did a live show. Yeah. And they brought up a lot of stuff. I haven't listened to it yet, but I've been reading a lot about some of the stuff that was said. And uh, they were talking about how they would change the DCEU. And they were like, look, I, we get it. You have Batman, you have Wonder Woman, Aquaman, you have all these big names. We wouldn't start there. We'd pick a no name superhero right. like Booster Gold or. You know, if you're gonna pick a Green Lantern, pick a fucking Green Lantern. That's say, not make, like make Green Lantern right. I like. I always like Green Lantern as a character. I wish they would have made his movie right. Yeah. Well, that movie got retconned actually. Oh I yeah. I can't tell you how because spoilers. But okay. yeah, that movie got retconned. It never happened. Oh. Just okay. assume there was never a Green Lantern movie. That's good to hear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but take somebody who's not like your A-list DC guy mm-hmm. and. Save everybody one person at a time. Bring one character in at a time. Tell a deep story that makes people connect. Mm -hmm. Move on to the next guy one at a time. If you are smart, you can put little, tiny, tiny incremental pieces in to build up that big thing you want. But DC was like, let's fucking go. We're going to go right now. Justice League essentially is going to be our second movie minus two characters, you know? And then Justice League was a whole separate movie, which wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. I didn't see Justice League yet. I think is it? It's maybe out. That's the only one I haven't seen because um, I saw I saw Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. I saw Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. and I saw Man of Steel, Suicide Squad. Oh, I did not see Suicide Squad. I I started watching it. I got about a half hour in, and that was as far as I could go. 
no, you should definitely not ever watch that movie. Oh, I did that, not like it. <clears throat> that's good to hear. Cause uh, it was I, I was choking down that first half hour, and it was just too much. It's rough. It's it's a rough story. They did not do it well. It's very misleading. I'm mm-hmm. sure you were going, oh, I hope there's a lot of Joker. There's not. There's more Joker in the trailers than in the whole movie. That's it's. It seemed almost that way, like because I I was. It, it seemed like they were really selling that Joker, but then you see the actual like team makeup and everything, and you're like, "This, where does Joker fit into this he movie?" He doesn't, and he doesn't. He's literally in three tiny little parts that are flashbacks, only leading up to Harley Quinn. Yeah, and and I will say, Will Smith is Deadshot, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn are the show stealers for that movie. They make yeah. the movie at least enjoyable on a little level. Okay, but overall, no stinky pile of no no <laughs> just well yeah that's i i couldn't do it man it, it was ugh. it's rough it's definitely rough uh a movie that's not rough and also comic related mm-hmm. incredibles 2 just came out oh you have no idea how excited i am about that i've been saying since the first incredibles came out they need to do a sequel like right now and yes i think just like everybody else has <laughs> and guess what that sequel takes place seconds seconds after the first movie really it is literally I, I'm excited because I'm pretty sure that when the time comes for that movie to come out digitally, you'll be able to watch them back to back with no, like you, if you could get rid of the credits, you could literally just have one super movie of Incredibles and it would be beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. And man, the call, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything. I promise I won't give you away any of the spoilers or stuff. Cause I know you want to see the flick. They do a great job of really making you feel that universe is still vibrant they do a great job of introducing new things that make mm-hmm. you really kind of shocked and amazed. Yeah. Uh, the scene stealer is Jack Jack. Of course. Uh, but of course. I can't, for reasons I can't even explain, like beyond what the trailers have shown you, beyond anything you could imagine, Jack Jack does some incredible stuff. Ha, funny, incredible. <laughs> uh, I made that dad joke too last night after the movie. I looked at everybody, I was like, you know what I thought of the movie? It was incredible. <laughs> Everyone just kind of looked at me and just like, okay, yes, anything else you'd like to say? Like, I love dad jokes. Man. Oh, man. King, <laughs> uh, king of dad jokes. You got, you just got to throw them up. Every chance. Every chance. But um, so the movie, like I said, it does a great job of wrapping you in like a nostalgia blanket. Okay. There are lovely, and I mean lovely, subtle callbacks to the first movie in multiple ways. I'm talking subtle as a coffee mug that you think means nothing but has a real – important little that's that's pixar magic man it's golden and you know what's really cool i will say this one thing that it's not again not a spoiler because it actually doesn't have anything to do with the actual movie there is a lead-in before the movie Mm -hmm. with uh samuel l jackson bill what's his name bill the guy that plays bob i can't think of his fucking name coach yeah i I know I can who you're see talking. his fucking face. <laughs> right. I can't think of his name. Anyways, the guy that plays Bob, <clears throat> Helen or Holly Hunter, and then um, Samuel L. Jackson, and then the director, writer, Brad Bird, Brad Bird, all like say like, "Hey, we know, we get it. It's been 14 years. We're sorry it took so long. Yeah. Like, but we hope you enjoy our movie. And now here's the movie. And then you get the animated short. The animated short will scar you. It's fucked up. Really? It's a fucked up animated short oh yeah oh man it's um (laughs) let's say there's zero dialogue officially there's no words actually spoken uh it involves dumplings 
Okay. Like the Chinese dumpling. Yeah. Um, and an Oriental setting. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to see that today. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're going to do? Take the kids I, to see it? I might. I might. The kids are coming over today. So there you go, man. That's the play. Perfect. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it's literally, you're in the theaters. I, I got a little misty-eyed. Like, when it started, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to finally see this movie. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm finally here. I was, like, probably, the, like, the biggest kid in the whole movie, like, freaking out, you know? But then, like, you watch it, and it's comedy nonstop yeah. while also weaving a brilliant story and narrative that makes sense. They make yeah. sense of the universe, and they set up things for the future, and that's brilliant, you know? <sighs> so, like, everything about the movie was great. I would say it, it, it's it's the perfect animated movie. Good. It, it's definitely, like, as good, if not better, than the first Incredibles. Yeah. It meets your expectations. It gives you all the right vibes. I was very satisfied. That's good to hear. That's really good to hear. Yeah, you're going to be like texting me later like, oh, man. <laughs> and there's like a couple moments, again, not spoiling anything, that you're going to be like, oh, and then this happened? I was fucking rolling. Am I going to cry? Um, I cry at a lot of Pixar <sighs> movies because I'm, I'm, I'm no, a big baby. No, you know what? I will say this. Here's the thing. Again, I was misty-eyed more for my nostalgia being mm-hmm. itched and that like, oh, my God, I've waited 14 years to finally see this movie. Yeah. And, like, the payoff of the wait and knowing that you're there. On the flip side, dogs of our existence, yeah. not trains of our existence today. I don't I know if they say, can we're that. recording in a spot that you don't normally record in, and there's no trains here, so. Yeah, yeah, we're down by the lake at V's house, and it's, like, a very peaceful setting in yeah. the little pit here. It's cool because in the winter I want to have that open and have the fire on, too, because yeah. that'll be, like, yeah, the be life, awesome. you know. But you're going to have to, like, pipe in some, some train sounds it's not going to be the same show without it. Man, maybe I'll put one. <laughs> it's funny because for the most part, I don't ever hear them when I'm doing listen back. Like if I listen back to a show, I, I will like time mark. Okay, well, that's when I thought the train happened. Let me go yeah. listen. And most times I don't hear it when I'm editing. And then I'll be like driving and Podbean amplifies everything mm-hmm. by like uh, a certain percentage. And I'll be in the car with that up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, bam. And I'm like, where's the fucking train? <laughs> oh, okay. It was just... It's just in the it's just in the podcast, okay. I'm okay now. Everything's good. Everything's <laughs> right with the world. I wasn't getting smashed by a train. Okay, good. Um, yes, go see Incredibles. That's all I'm going to say about okay. that. So we're going to move on now. Okay. And we will get into. Let's see if. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, the there's a restraining order against Again. Stan Lee's. Uh, what do you call it? Former business manager. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's crazy because, <clears throat> like, that, to me, I want to say this. To me, that one thing says, okay, that dude was literally doing some messed up stuff. Right. And and he's aware of it. And he's aware of it. And Stan Lee knows that something's not cool because he got the restraining order on him. Now he's protected. Right. 100 feet, which is that's not really kind of close. Yeah, that's like, not much. Too close for my personal bubble. So, uh Let's move back into the next part of this show. And, oh, that's we already covered that with the mm-hmm. filing of the fake report. Um, oh, yeah, apparently, I don't know if you, are you excited to see uh, Jurassic World? Yes. I, I have always loved the Jurassic Park movies. Now, Jurassic World, um, the first one anyway, was... It was a little predictable, but it was still 
it was exciting. It was exciting to get back into that yeah that universe again. Um, I had now the second one. Is it out yet? Uh, no, 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 no. June twenty second. Okay, so I was that'll say, be. I, I didn't think it was out next yet. weekend. Okay. <sighs> yeah, there's dying here. There's a lot too happening. Too many good movies. I know. I know. There's so much happening lately. Uh, but so they're doing like the press junket for Fallen Kingdom right now and going okay. and doing all that stuff. And I guess Chris Pratt <clears throat> told Bryce Dallas Howard like the real rundown on what's going on in the Avengers movies. But, and this is something I don't know because even she didn't say. The only reason he did that is because she let him in on a super secret project no one knows she's doing. Really? So I don't know who she's working with that would give him enough juice to go, okay, I'll spoil Infinity, the, yeah, like no the second half of Avengers for you. He even said in this, he said that uh, he signed the non-disclosure agreement, except for Bryce at the bottom. He said he signed the non-disclosure agreement with uh, parentheses, except for Bryce. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see if that's actually true. And, they, of course, that could just be them playing. But Yeah. Um, Okay, what's... Oh, these are... Ah, yes. Let's talk about that. What do you think about the Fox-Disney-Comcast war that's about to happen? Well, when when Disney made the move to, to acquire Fox, mm-hmm. I thought that was exciting. Like, I, I was more excited about that than some of the other mer- recent mergers, mm-hmm. you know, just because I have wanted... The X-Men back in the Marvel Universe. Well, I guess they have never been part of the Marvel Universe yet. Cinematic. Cinematically speaking, no, you're right. And they need to be. Because I love the X-Men. And 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 not just the X-Men, but just mutants in general, you know? Like the they the fact that Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe cannot use mutants in their movies is insane. It is insane. It is insane. And it needs it needs to happen. So like Disney getting Fox was gonna be huge. And now this Comcast bid kinda like Well it's weird because the Comcast bid sixty five million, so that's um just under nine billion more than what Disney had offered. But Disney's was all stock options. Right. Here's the thing. Stock options, okay, follow this. If you're Fox and you're selling Mm-hmm. And you give it to Disney, and you're getting stock options in return. And in return, you're giving Disney back the properties that are mm-hmm. going to blow Marvel to the next level. Oh, I mean, absolutely. All doors off, all systems go. We're full steam ahead. Whatever stories they want to tell now, it's on. Right. You know, we want an Illuminati movie. I want all kinds of movies House of M, Secret Wars, the whole nines, House Avengers versus X Men. I think they could actually reverse engineer House of M, and that's how the mutants will get brought in. Yeah. Is that instead of them not existing because of Scarlet Witch, they will exist because of Scarlet Witch. Right. I have to say, so when Scarlet Witch first made, when she made her first appearance in the cinematic universe, which was in Ultron, right? Correct, yeah. Well, technically, if oh, we're well, being ultra-technical, yeah, the, the after credit sequence of... Uh, I don't remember which one it was in the credits of. It would have been. It was the after credit sequence of Thor: Dark World for sure. Okay, hundred percent because Thor: Dark World had that after credit sequence, and then Captain America had the after credit sequence where uh, they were no. It was like a joke. It was Captain America's uh, Winter Soldier that had them after credit sequence. Which, which one had like the joke sequence where Captain America came on and it was oh the like, patience yeah um, that would have been Spider Man Homecoming was that Homecoming yeah man I thought that was I thought that was farther away. No, because um, so you had if we're running down post credit sequences, Fury shows up, Tony shows up in Hulk, mm-hmm. Iron Man two was 
that was a bird flying into the window. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, maybe you'll start getting uh, those instead of trains. <laughs> the birds of my existence. That's great. Uh, Birdemic. I'm trying to think. Iron Man 2's after credit sequence was, oh, it was, uh, it was Nick Fury again talking about the Avengers initiative. Okay. Okay. Then Thor, or, okay, then, I'm wrong. Iron Man 2 was Thor's hammer. Okay. In Nevada. Right. Right. Then in Thor was the Avengers initiative, I think back with Stark. And then in Captain America, it was fast forward to the present and catching him up to speed. And then mm-hmm. the after credit sequence was him boxing, which was the teaser for Avengers. And then they showed the Avengers trailer. And then Iron Man 3 was him just talking to Bruce. It was like the therapy session. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think that – I don't – I'm trying I don't to remember them yeah, all, man. It's, like, it's, there's, there's so many of them now, and and it's it used to be like it would tease the next movie, but now it's like teasing three movies in advance, and sometimes, yeah, or like stuff totally <clears throat> on a sequence, and it's weird because I mean, th- th- uh, Thanos made his first appearance in Avengers, like, yeah, yeah, and 2012. That was, that was ages ago. It's well, wow, it was only only 2012, huh? Yeah, six years. Man, it feel Crazy. it felt like it was 15 years it was ago. 25, but. weird. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, we're, we were talking about Scarlet Witch. When she made her first appearance, I was just like, I was like, no, they can't do this yet. They can't bring her in until mutants can come in because they, then there has to be the tie-in with Magneto. Then there has to be House of M. And and I was I was so bummed, so bummed at first. But she she's been great in the cinematic universe. I, I've I've loved her as a character. But man, I can't wait for the rest of the mutants to come in. I hope so. I hope it happens. It's uh, it's from gotta. what I hear, though, Disney has already positioned themselves to counter that offer. They're like, they're not really concerned. They're going to do a stock plus ca- a cash offer. So it's going to yeah. be, and essentially, that's the play is, yeah. is to get stock because when, like I said, when X Men shows up, stock's going to go up. When Fantastic yeah. Four show up, stock's going to go up. Yep. It's going to keep going up, keep going up. Uh, another thing that's interesting, you're talking about Scarlet Witch. Uh, if she, if she were to reverse engineer it, I don't know if you know this, but there has been a Avenger spotted on set recently. Uh, nope. You don't know at all. No. <laughs> okay. So a former Avenger, let me rephrase that, has been spotted on set for Avengers 4. I Now, I saw a promo picture that was supposedly for... Oh, for Avengers 4. It had like some of the new team running. Yeah. And I, there was a reappearance of somebody that has been missing for a movie or two. Hmm. I don't, I don't know which character you're referring to. I I, well, I'm I'm referring to a specific person that has been gone since Age of Ultron. Okay, hold on, because I'm going to pull up that are picture. We, are we, are we spoiling or not? <laughs> well, I, I mean, guess there's age, nothing to spoil because we don't know for sure. But. Age of Ultron's 2015. If you haven't yeah. seen Age of Ultron, why are you listening are we, are to my we, show? Are we talking Hawkeye? We can talk about Hawkeye. I mean, is that who? Is that who you're referencing? No. On set? No. Because nope. nope. what? What movie was his last one? Uh he would have been. He was in Civil War. He was in Civil War. Yeah, because he goes underground with yeah. uh, with Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm trying to find this picture. It's very important. <laughs> That uh, somebody that's been missing. I like this game. Ultron. Mm -hmm. Quicksilver. Yes. Quicksilver's back. Yes. Aaron Taylor Johnson is back. So, 
I guess, but there's no there's no details on how yet. So well, there's been rumor that it could be time stone based, okay. right? You use the time stone, right. you time jump, whatever. But they don't have the time stone; it's right. in the gauntlet. Right. Uh, so then, okay, think about Doctor Strange's magic. What could he do? He can do a couple different things with spells, which means it's very possible that he knew he was going to become dust, mm-hmm. and very much like he does in his movie with Dormammu. He just created a time loop of himself and then gave the stone to Thanos, so he yeah. will return shortly after he disappears. I think that'll be that'd be a very interesting scene if Tony and Nebula are sitting there like, "What the fuck do we do?" And then <laughs> and he, here boom, comes Doctor Strange, it's like, "Hey, I'm here, guys. I still have it. Everything's cool." Like, J.K. <laughs> I know it seems like it's bad, but I needed Thanos to get away from Titan just long enough so we can do this. Boom, and they just jump back. You know, I mean, there's possibility. It would be awesome if. Maybe Quicksilver's just used as some sort of scene with uh, Scarlet Witch as like a, a flashback to her remembering something. Right. Could be. Or the other extreme is what if they actually start bringing the idea of House of M in and, and she brings she snaps him, back. him back into existence? Yeah. Well, not snaps. That's that's Thanos. But Stolen but, <laughs> can't say snaps anymore. But she hexes him back into existence. Yes, exactly. <sighs> yeah, that would be cool. Is this the concept art picture? No, it's not, you fuckers. That's not it. That's not it at all. Don't you hate that when you're trying to find a picture and you just can't find it? Yeah. <laughs> and then the internet just keeps... There we go. Oh, you bastard. Damn internet. I know. I, it's weird because typically I have these things like fully pulled up. And I'm like, oh, fully ready to go. And then I didn't expect we'd actually talk about the... Because uh, I'm bringing up the picture because <clears throat> it shows the team... And it shows that, like, Hulk has a new suit, like a different suit. Oh, I, yeah, oh, yeah, the the promo picture that's got, like, the the remaining heroes, I guess you could yes. say. Yes, yes, that's what I'm trying to find here, because there were a couple things I wanted to note. Also, two billion, crossed two billion at the box office, Infinity Really? Wars. Yeah, officially. So it's, like, fourth all time. It's uh, eyeing uh, The Force Awakens. They think it's probably going to catch Titanic. It will not beat Avatar. But Avatar has an unfair advantage because two things. Avatar is one of the first movies that was 3D released. Mm -hmm. Like You could go to the movie theater and see with the new 3D style, so movie prices were higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, they released that movie twice. It came out in December, and then like literally six weeks before it came out on Blu-ray and DVD, they released it in theaters again for an extended run. And that counts? And it counts, box office yes, it numbers. does. That's nuts. Total box office, yes, it does. <clears throat> well, there was demand. People yeah. wanted to get that experience I, one last time. I don't. I still don't get I'm. I've never been into that movie. I watched it in theaters. I saw it in 3D. It was okay. It's, I, a, it's a beautiful-looking movie, yes. but it's just a, I, a blah story I, to me. I bought, the, I bought the Blu-ray. I watched it once. Still can't tell you what that movie's about. Yeah. No I, idea. And you know what? South Park actually ruined that movie for me because South Park did a spoof of Avatar where they basically just said it was it was like uh, Danceth with Wolves meets the Smurfs. Oh, yes. I know that episode. <laughs> and, and I couldn't watch it. And I saw the South Park episode before I saw Avatar. So, like, watching Avatar, I just keep thinking about the Smurfs instead. But anyway... Man, why can't I find? I'm, I'm like, everybody's on the podcast. Like, come on, Nate, we, uh, we're not gonna search all day. <laughs> yes, we are. We're gonna find it. Uh, come on, come on, come on. I'm almost there. I know for sure because I'm looking at all the stuff I've seen before. Come on. I'm so stoked for Ant Man and the Wasp. Just one more time. 
I jazzed. I I, I agree with that sentiment. I, I thought the first Ant Man was a great movie. Um, Marvel really does comedy well. Yes, they do. They know how to handle it uh, very, very, very well. <coughs> Speaking of, you know, handling things, I don't know if you saw these. I, I did see those. Those are insane. They're ridiculous. They are. I, I got the uh, the his, Deadpool his shoes, vans. by the way. We're yeah, we're, we're, we're just like, oh, they're cool. What are they talking about? Yeah, I did a live unboxing video. You can check that out on the Journey into Comics Facebook uh, at Journey or at Facebook.com backslash Journey into Comics. Uh, yeah, they came in like super fast, and yeah. I was like, okay, well, I need the world to see what these things are like, and I love yeah. them. I've, I've but I've only wore them yesterday into today. Well, they look great. Don't don't ruin them. <laughs> I'm not going to. I was very very terrified. I'm so pissed off about this guy. This dude has seen Avengers every day in theater since it's come out. They invited him to the premiere of Avengers Four, like the red carpet premiere. That's all you got to do. Just... But wait, there's more. Oh no. He got invited to the fucking reshoots. What? He's going to the set to see the reshoots of Just Avengers Four. Just because he went 4. to the movie a bunch of times. He's went fifty times. Oh well. I, I can't do that. No. But, well, does he have movie pass? Because no. that's cheating. No, because you can't do that on movie pass anymore. Once you see a movie once, you can't see it again. I in did theaters. not know that. They did that right before Infinity I was, War. I, I wonder when movie pass is going to die. It's got it. There's no way it can sustain itself. Well, and that's the that's the issue. Oh, hey, look! I finally found the picture. There we go. Like forever and a day later. So it shows we've got Thor with Stormbreaker. Interesting theory on Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I said it last week about how, when I was talking to Dick, about with Doctor Strange not having the Eye of Agamotto, that way the snap happens, that stone is not lo- essentially lost forever, even though the snap couldn't happen without it, right? Which mm-hmm. technically it could have. Technically everything else Thanos had, the snap could have worked. The yeah. time stone, he just needed to get the mind stone. Right. Which was what allows everything else to happen. I know it's timey-wimey, right? So if someone's possessions went with them when they got snapped and they're gone forever, and we know this is – you're about to go, whoa. (laughs) And we know that as long as a part of Groot still exists, he can be regrown. What is Thor's hammer made out of? Holy shit. (laughs) So, wow. Right? Yeah, I I didn't even think twice about that. Yeah, Groot is still alive technically through the hammer. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it is pretty cool. I hope that that gets resolved. And right. I ho- because I mean, we see at the end of the movie, Thor's still holding the hammer. Right. He definitely had it. <clears throat> so it's not like that the the hilt went away when Groot disappeared. Right. Nope. He still got it. So back to this picture. I, I just saw that in the picture, and I was like, Oh right. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got Thor, Nebula. Captain Marvel. Which I'm excited about also. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Hulk. Black Widow with jet black hair. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. Rocket. A clean-shaven cap. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Ant-Man. And War Machine. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell what the background is, if that's like... Xandar, or if it's supposed to be Titan, or where the hell they are. See, it, it looks a lot like Titan to me. Con- Just, yeah, with the con- the big constructs. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm. This is. I don't know. And I, yeah, how how uh, official? Where did that image originate from? 
Well, and that's what I'll read here. It says, with the Avengers Infinity War behind us, fans are asking about four. Obviously, I keep hitting that fucking pop filter today. <laughs> uh, new photo, which is reportedly concept art for Avengers 4, revealed by Hero X, shows the new team. Um, and then, but it doesn't say how viable Hero X's source is. Right. So I don't know. But they've been doing a lot of stuff. Like there was like the Cinemascope thing in Europe that was happening mm-hmm. or Cine Europe or something. I don't know what the hell it's called where uh, they were like doing presentations. They did a, a like a sizzle reel for some Captain Marvel footage that has finally been shown to the world. Hopefully yeah. we'll get a trailer soon. Uh, and then as of today, literally today we're recording on Friday. People are listening on Monday. So last Friday they just got back to work starting to plan what the reshoots for Avengers 4 are. So soon, as soon as the reshoot footage is done, I bet we probably have a trailer right around the time the Blu-ray releases. Oh, August. That'd be amazing. And it's they're, they're smart how they planned it. Infinity yeah. War comes out in April. Okay, two months. Ant-Man, or, okay, Infinity War comes out in April, two months Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. right? Two months before Avengers 4, Captain Marvel. Literally, it's... The movie, two month break, a movie, yeah, an eight month break, a movie, and then two months break back to the to the finale of this story, yeah, twenty two movies in the making, <sighs> and we're just getting started. I know he's like, ah, oh, we can go up to phase ten if we're feeling it. Phase ten, you're gonna be releasing like sixteen movies a year. Yeah. Whoa, I'm excited. It doesn't matter. It's. <laughs> They're going to pump these things out forever, and we're going to watch so. them. Yeah, I was going to say, none of the stories will be resolved before I die. <laughs> They're just going to keep going and going and going. And something will never be found, the great Easter egg within Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you know that? There's still one Easter egg no one has ever found in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. I did not know it's that. It's a major Easter egg. James Gunn has said some people have come close. Some people have come close to it. But no one has got the final major Easter egg, and that there are several major Easter eggs still hiding in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Really, he's a genius. He knows how to subtly just like plant little things. And like I was saying last week about the Mantis thing, that's a subtle Easter egg that he was with a Mantis-type creature. Mantis is his daughter. Mm-hmm. Mantis and Star Lord are siblings. Weird. Yeah. Fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> Man, I don't know if we want to end on that note. Uh, oh, the, this is the guys on Fat Man on Batman talking about that they would really like to find out what happens with uh, the X-Men ending up in the MCU, as we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, Incredibles 2 last night also set the record. This is a crazy record they set, by the way. I want you to hear this. So in 2016, Finding Dory on the Thursday night preview pulled in $9.2 million. On Thursday? On a Thursday, okay. That was Finding Dory in 2016. Last night, Incredibles 2 pulled in $18.2 million. What? <laughs> yeah, they, <coughs> they doubled that. Or $18.5 million. Excuse me, I, I slightly misspoke there. So, yeah, they, they crushed. They have the highest animated debut night of all time now, easily in lock. And looks like they're probably going to blow away the box office records for animated as well. Wow. So, and, and it's because people hear that it's really good. And like you, you're like, <coughs> taking my fucking kid. You I didn't know, plan man. on I... it. You weren't planned money that they were going to get. Now you are. Because it, it, it has me hyped. It has me super hyped. Excuse my coughing. I've got to 
chest cold the other day. It's okay. You're a pro for still going through with the <laughs> podcast and like doing well. You know, yeah. like I was telling you before, we're all human. People yeah. appreciate the human part of us being podcasters. It would really suck if we were like fucking robots, you know, and like there was no noises or anything. We yeah. weren't even breathing. We were just talking constantly without <laughs> stopping. I can do that sometimes, but then I have to take a breath or I'm like fucking <laughs> pass say, out. I was going to say, you're going a couple sentences long there without a breath. Uh, so Chris Pratt, I wanted to bring this up to you real quick. Chris Pratt was on uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And he was talking about how, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I know I have moments where your life and your destiny intersect. And it's like stuff that you, in hindsight, you see it super clearly. But in the moment, you might not even know that it's happening, right? So he showed a couple pictures and said this is a picture of Chris Pratt around 13 years old, around Christmas time, and he has the comic book Infinity Gauntlet. So he had that book when he oh, was wow. a 13-year-old. It's crazier than that. So he went, when he was a kid, he was collecting comics. He was about 13. He loved books, but he didn't have any because they were expensive. His friends were like, oh, get Wolverine, get Punisher, get your hands on a number one. Mm-hmm. The first number one he ever bought. Infinity Gauntlet. No way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's crazier because he wanted to get them, but mm-hmm. didn't have the means. Mm-hmm. So he went with his mom to bingo. He played a pick eight, mm-hmm. wins 300 bucks, spends all 300 bucks on comics, gets the Infinity Gauntlet. Nice. Okay, so you're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. He, like, as a 13-year-old kid, was reading a book and then ends up being in the movie. That's yeah, wild. No it gets crazier for him because he said, "Here's where it starts to get weird." He was in London. I was in London, and he was at a. I was at a Bellator MMA fight, and it's like you know UFC big mm-hmm. fight stuff, and uh, dudes are beating the crap out of each other. I'm having the time of my life. I'm sitting next to Fifty Cent. I'm like, "Oh man, my life is so awesome." Yeah, the guy who wins, this champion named Michael Venom Page, comes out and they bring him the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. They slide it on his hand, and he's the victor. He looks and notices at me and points to me outside of the cage. Meanwhile, 50 Cent's music is playing while 50 Cent is sitting right next to me, and the guy's got an infinity gauntlet on, and it was deja vu. It's one of those moments where your life and your destiny intersect. Oh, That's awesome. Like, because, you know, like you, those moments where you don't even realize it, it's so right in front of you. Right. Dest- and, and it's funny, Thanos said it best in the movie. You know, dread it, run from it, destiny arrives nonetheless. Yeah. You know, that is the truest statement, and I've seen it happen. It's weird because little things in life, you know, when I'm a kid and I'm getting into a band like the Misfits, mm-hmm. I like the Misfits. I didn't know anything about it, and then that, my life has changed because of that band. Right. Not directly. It's not like I planned for that to happen, but it has. So right. it's you've had those experiences too, though. I I, I had to. If I, I, and I, no, I'm struggling to reach for just one of them and i can't don't worry I can't. about it i, I kind of on the spotted that whole topic there that was just kind of a spur of the moment thing um what's this captain america oh I'm, i'll read that later that was just something i pulled up for my own um but i think we should get into this last thing yeah uh, do you want to take the reins start this one off oh uh, well i i guess i'm trying to i don't know if the news broke last night or if it just broke this morning but i i, I saw it very early this morning um that Chris Hardwick, uh, his ex Chloe, uh, is it Dykstra? Yep. Chloe Dykstra came out with some pretty, pretty strong and pretty disturbing allegations about him, and it's a, uh, it's kind of heartbreaking, you know, because Chris Hardwick, 
especially for you know we're here we're sitting in a journey into comics podcast and uh how important chris and his network have been to the whole nerd culture you and know podcasting podcasting and the, and the evolution and and, and and uh just to find out that you know one of the one of the i i i i hate to use the word role model for myself just because i wouldn't call him a role model but he i, I mean honestly he's been I've I've listened to all of his shows. I've I've watched Talking Dead. You know, absolutely. I, I've listened to his comedy albums. Man, I don't know about you, but like there was that episode of Talking <clears throat> Dead, like right after his dad died, and he still did the show, yeah, and like yeah. he's crying. Oh, he is definitely someone I have always looked up to. Right, a hundred percent. And I will say this: here's an important thing that we need to mention. We used uh, you know Chris Hardwick's name through it right out there. Yeah, she never said his name. It's all in what she said, though. right? It's right. all in the words she said. She never comes out and directly says who the abuser is. That's true. That's one hundred percent true. Literally beats around the bush. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to read some of the things that she said here. Uh, she said that uh, the person, the ex in question, that mm-hmm. had had all these things go on with, uh, went from a mildly successful podcaster to a powerhouse CEO of his own company. Yeah. Nerdist. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, the timelines line up. She talked about being blacklisted from the industry at age 25. She's now 29. Her relationship mm-hmm. was about four years ago. Yep. Again, uh, but apparently there were rules which she agreed to against her better judgment. Then, uh, okay, so the piece details of the relationship where Dykstra's ex set out detailed rules to which she agreed against her better judgment and then became regularly and easily enraged. She describes regular sexual abuse. She would be pressured into sex and eventually um, accede to his demands on a fear of upsetting or losing him, even. Um, and then she said during this time she was self-harming, and she said, I ceased to be. I was an ex-person. Uh, she left him for another man, desperate to get out of the situation, clinging on to the first night in shining armor to show up. She claims that her ex retaliated by telling industry members that she had cheated on him, which effectively led to her being blacklisted because he told decision makers that he would not work with anyone who hired her. That's nuts. So this is like some super, super fucked up. If he really is at, at like behind all this, I have to like really take in myself and be like, man, because of all the guys, like Tom Hanks is really the only good guy left in the world. It's, it's really is that way now. I I mean, they even took down Morgan Freeman. That's Morgan fucking Freeman. That's crazy. You know, let me say it's not so crazy because personally, like Morgan Freeman, in my opinion, has swagger for days. Yeah. So I can see where, honestly, Maybe women were a little touchy with him too, and I'm not trying to say their story is not valid. I don't want to un, like right. <clears throat> disenfranchise or devalidate somebody's opinions or, or or what happened to them. But like, it could be possible that it was a culture that's a bigger problem than just it was Morgan Freeman. Right. That's kind of what I thought about in his one situation. There are other guys that it's like, man, Harvey Weinstein, you're going to jail for a long right. time. Like, uh, what's Bill that? Bill Cosby. Guy? Bill Cosby. He's <laughs> done. Uh, there was another Kevin one. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's toast. Uh, the, you're, there's the there's one I'm missing that's on the tip of my tongue. Son of a bitch. Uh, 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 he's um. Okay, I can do this. Use my brain powers. Where would I know him from? He's a director, I think. Director. Because there was a movie director who. Uh, yeah, oh, I know it. 
know it. He has something to do with DC. It's not Harvey Weinstein. What the fuck is this guy's name? Um, I'm blanking out. I, I don't know. He was attached to Wonder Woman. That's the easiest way. I'll look it up that way. <laughs> I love the Google machine. <laughs> I know there was there was also allegations against uh, Aziz Ansari at one point, but I think that one kind of went away because it it ended up almost seeming more like just a bad date. It was a bad date. She was bitching about a bad date yeah. that ended in sex that she was cool with, but was not happy with how bad the sex was yeah. apparently, and then tried to like bury him, which if I'm him, use it. Yeah. Use that in your <clears throat> fucking stand up. Be like, I'm so bad at sex. And, and I got to say, when I first saw the headlines about it and, and the, the headlines are already referencing Chris Hardwick, even though, like you said, she never mentions names. Correct. But the headlines are already talking, Chris Hardwick did this, Chris Hardwick did this. So I saw that first headline about Chris Hardwick, and I was like, no, it can't be. It can't be. So I'm, I'm reading this article like, it's just another bad date. It's got to be just another bad date. But, man. It's so much deeper. It's, oh, it really it's is. It's so much worse than that. I got the name Brett Ratner. I'm unfamiliar with Brett okay, Ratner. Okay, he was involved with the X-Men movies. Okay. Uh, actually, Brett Ratner, I do believe... Was Brett Ratner the guy that also, like, sexually assaulted or, like, was really shitty to Ellen Page? Oh, is that who it is? Because I do remember hearing Ellen Page's story about that. But uh-huh. Yeah, Brett Ratner is the guy that told okay. um, another woman to fuck Ellen Page to make her realize she's a lesbian. Yeah. What the <clears throat> fuck? Yeah. So that guy's going down, and uh, Gal Gadot from Wonder Woman, he was an executive producer on the first Wonder Woman movie as well. Oh, okay. She said if he is involved in Wonder Woman 2, she quits. Good Straight up. And, of course, he's not involved with it. He has right. nothing to do with it. They, they dropped him. Uh, because I think his – was it his, like, production team is who produced Wonder Woman? Mm -hmm. Like his – I don't know what that fucking is called. But, yeah, he was also part of X, the X-Men movies, the shitty one, The Last Stand, <laughs> yeah. you know, the one that nobody liked. Uh, people suck, man. I fucking hate the way the world I is know. now because, like, scumbags everywhere. It's weird, too, because it's like the people that are ultra successful that you think are like, oh, champion that guy. Like, I look at Chris Hardwick and I see myself, man, right? really hardcore. Like, right. I see me, this gentle fucking nerd guy who has just had the world fucking throw everything at him. Who's just like, I'm just going to keep trucking along like nonstop. Mm -hmm. But then I hear this and I'm like, that's fucked up. I know. It's, it's a super, super bummer. Man. But you know what? At the same time, though, uh, it's it shows like we're, in a, we're getting to be in a good place in the world where people are instantly believing the victim now. Instead of instead immediately of just throwing victim them to the side. shaming yes. or, or, or just, call, you know calling them liars or whatever which is about five ten years ago that's all th this would have been nobody oh, yeah. would have ever believed who would have ever fucking believed i'm sorry i don't know no you can absolutely cuss <laughs> who, who would have Hold ever on. believed bill cosby you know the most wholesome man that's ever been on television that's what you think it's crazy man and, and it's funny because <clears throat> thinking about bill cosby makes me think about somebody who has not ever been accused of sexual allegations but a great example of a person you don't know until you know mm -hmm is Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. You've heard his voice. Mm -hmm. He's real high and talk, you know, yeah. and all oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard him really talk? 
I didn't know that wasn't really. Low, <laughs> real, smoky, raspy really? voice. Talks like this, New York accent. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Full blown. Not at all the loud Gilbert Gottfried you know. Wow. Shocking. That and is shocking. the same thing is like, um, <clears throat> for example, Larry the, Larry the Cable Guy. Dan you Whitney. Think, or yeah, he doesn't have a southern accent at all. Yeah, it's a fucking totally made have, up character. Have you ever seen his old his old stand up before he was Larry no. the Cable Guy? Look it look it up on YouTube when you get a chance. Is it funny? I, no, it's, no, it's, it's bad. terrible. Oh it's yeah, terrible. it's terrible. Is that why he He's, he he feels uh, feels like Joey from Full House? Ooh, yeah, that's super corny. Like Ooh. he even looks like him. Ooh, yeah, Yikes. I think I think his name is his real name is Dan Whitney or something. You can you Dan can find Whitney. His, on YouTube, it's it's like a two or three minute video of one of his old sketches, and it's it's really bad. OG Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny as shit, man. Okay, well I um oh the uh okay so oh the, I didn't see I didn't read this whole article. I saved okay. this for the podcast. So I'm still reading the the thing with uh with Miss Chloe Dykstra here. She says, with the assistance of a woman who gained my trust and my heart over the past year, he steamrolled my career. The woman actively made it her mission to destroy my friendships. She did it because by the time they'd realized she was an unreliable source, the damage had already been done. So he had like another person like essentially trying to set up roadblocks for her in case she fucking left him. Again, if this is true, yeah, I mean the Nerdist Network will be gone. It'll be done. Oh yeah, it'll be toast. You won't find those shows anymore. He will not have Talking Dead. He will not have Talking Bad or any of those shows. I know Talking Bad's done because yeah. Breaking Bad's done. <laughs> God, I love that show. But it's it's crazy. Well, I guess uh, we're positioning ourselves to replace him. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, right? You know, I mean, they're gonna have to turn somewhere for their nerdy news. Yeah, maybe we can provide it. Of course, the crazy thing is, is that like. I will say that the, I don't know how that would work. If you were working for Nerdist today, mm-hmm. today, right? You wake up, you go to work, you're scrolling on your page, your boss, the guy that created your company. And not not just your boss either. Because like, if you listen to a lot of those shows, like I, I listened to uh, You Made It Weird with mm-hmm. Pete Holmes, was one of my favorite yeah. podcasts. And, and like uh, for a while, I don't think it's been on for a while, but Indoor Kids with Kumail Nanjiani and uh, his, his wife, Emily, that's one of my favorite shows also and and like the the way they talk about chris it's like the, the, it's not just the boss they're like good friends you know like that's that's why they're on the network is because they were best friends first and yeah. so now you hear this and okay and then that brings up a whole nother thing is like i've known people who are amazing <clears throat> people lovely people to be around mm-hmm. great until they're with their significant other and then it's war all right. the time Right, twenty four seven, never stops. Is this possibly a case of that? Like my brain has to explore every avenue, regardless of again, not trying to victim shame, not trying to discredit Chloe Dykstra's story, but just trying to, at the heart of journalism, go, what's the other side? What right. could the other side be? You know, and I, with the way she says things, pretty damning, pretty and, hard to hear the other side. And also, the timing of it too is like, this isn't, you know, immediately post breakup. She sat on this for a few years. So, like, what could what could have possibly triggered this for if if you know? Let's just let's just say she's fabricating it, which I'm not at all. I no, believe no. this 100. percent But I believe it because what 
motive would she have several years later to suddenly just drop this bomb? To just decide, know? let's fuck with his career. Right. Like, it's the only, there's only one tiny little thing. And four years ago, people weren't believing the victim. Right. And and maybe that's why she didn't come out with her story is because she didn't feel believed. And now here we are in a world where people are listening because they're going, wait a minute. If you're saying this, you probably have good reason to say this, you mm-hmm. know, like and man, psychologists, they're like one of the biggest growing professions uh, in the history of our country because people need help all the time with their mental. Mm-hmm. So like, hmm, put two and two together. Now I'm going to be believed. Let me come out with this story. Hopefully someone will believe what I'm saying, you know. Right. And then, I mean, I think she even did it in the most brilliant way because instead of straight up saying, Chris Hardwick did this fucking shit and he's a dumb motherfucker and blah, 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 right. she was very tactful. She used her words wisely. She mm-hmm. chose the word X. Mm-hmm. She kept it a little bit cryptic, <clears throat> just enough to know, like, and I think she did that because guess what? She just saved herself from worrying about. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. <laughs> she can't be sued by him and she can still go after him. Yeah. So now her legal counsel can be building their case and getting all their shit and all their ducks in a row. Right. If they're going to go after this guy, which I don't even know what kind of damages a person can get from. I mean, that's emotional abuse. It seems like right. there was actually physical and sexual abuse. And not just that, too. If 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 all of it is to believe be believed, he essentially destroyed her career, uh, which could have. You know, that's that's knows? that's monetary now. You yeah, know, there's exactly. there's a dollar amount attached to that. Exactly, because she had an opportunity to probably. I mean, it's weird. I don't think I've ever heard of Kenny Dykstra until today, or Chloe Dykstra. Mm-hmm. Kenny Dykstra is a wrestler. <laughs> Whoa, uh, that's a Freudian slip. But uh, Chloe Dykstra, you know, I'd never heard of her until today, so I don't know if she was in the cosplay community or what she had done before. <laughs> um, but maybe she was on her way to doing those things, right. you know, and he just cut the cut her feet. I mean, she had to be somebody for I, – I mean, I know he wasn't a big deal. I, he's been a big deal for a few years. For more than so, four years. I mean, The Walking Dead's nine seasons. Right, and right. Talking and Dead started that, in season two. It sounded like they were in like a three- or four-year relationship or something. Yeah, which, absolutely. So, and he's had a career for a while. So for her to start dating him, she, I mean, she had to be somewhere in the right circles to have – have a career you know so oh what'd you just read you're making a face now <gasps> okay so while uh, while i'm finishing this developing story mm-hmm. uh, i just happened to scroll and uh while dykstra wrote that she considered suicide repeatedly in the time that followed the breakup with her abusive ex uh she's now gotten her life back on the right path and she only wrote this essay in hopes of closure okay so that's her goal however since the time that her story went live friday morning so that did go live oh, this, just morning. this morning. Hardwick's page has been removed from the Nerdist About page. Wow. So maybe they knew. Maybe somebody knew something was up, and maybe this is them also playing a little bit of uh, damage control. Yeah. Man. Uh, but, man, people are just – they're already – curious about if he's going to lose his comic-con job i mean think about it he does all the hall h panels for all the hire me i do stuff (laughs) (laughs) they're not going to listen to me but um you know he's gonna he could lose everything sponsorships everything everything i mean and then if she decides i mean because there are going to be people that tell her you realize you have a lawsuit on your hands like you could go to court against him it could do, it could develop into that, and then yeah. now there's real like loss of everything, and then being put yeah. in jail. Could you imagine if we lived in a world where we found out Chris Hardwick went to prison? 
I would have no yeah. faith left in any of humanity. Like, just give up. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, he seems like the least scummy person. I know. Now I feel like I he's the it's, most scummy. It's uh, it's such a bummer. It really is such a bummer. Oh man. But <sighs> I, at least you know, at least it's out there now. At least we know. We know there's a possibility of it. Yes. We'll see what comes out in the wash. We'll see if he says anything, if there's a retort or anything. I was going to say, I, I'm waiting to see his statement by the end of the day today. There's got, there has to be something. If he says nothing, that's more damning. True. Very true. Uh, that's the Trump way to take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what, did I say that? Uh, I don't know, man. This is a, I was not expecting that story today on the network. So it was just like, whoa. I mean, of course, by the time people are listening to this, it's a couple of days. I'm sure the weekend has maybe fleshed yeah, out the story, digested a little bit. Um, well, but I'm saying, like, by the end of by the time people are listening to this, his statement has probably come out. We hope. So we hope he said something. Hopefully, we have a better idea of what's going on, and we'll probably be covering this next yeah. week on the show. Before we get out of here, got to do the plugs. As always, you can check out the Journey into Comics podcast at journeyintocomics.com. That's where you can get the entire Journey into Comics network. That's all nine shows. You can get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We are now on Spotify. Just search Journey into Comics network. Like I said, you get all the shows on one feed. Or go to patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. Give us a dollar. Get early access. Give us $3. Get early access and exclusive content to all of our extra shows like Bruce with Babes and like The Road to Infinity War and like the comic club that we did at the very beginning of all this and all these other new things we've got going on. And you get to hear all that stuff early. So as soon as we're done editing it, it goes to your guys' ears. Anyways, I think that's it for today. Chris, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me. This has been, been a, a long time coming. So. Yes, and it's been a blast. Like I feel like we really probably could just sit here and riff for another two hours. But Absolutely. We'll save it for the I, next one. I, I got to go pick my daughter up from the babysitter. So. I feel you. I feel you, man. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks again for having me. Awesome. Man. Well, as always, for Journey into Comics, I'm Nate. I'm Chris. This is Journey into Comics 196. We will see you guys next time. Keep filling your brains with shit.